2: What's going on, everybody? This is BGM Radio episode number 129. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowton of BleedingGreenNation.com. I'm Jimmy Kemsky from PhillyVoice.com. Brandon, we both figured that we would do a Q&A session from the fans. I'm not sure if you took a look at the replies. I just sent one
1: tweet out asking for questions for the podcast. I'm not sure. Did you look at the questions or now? Not really. Good. Maybe a cursory glance. I got Good. tagged in a couple, but not not for the most part.
2: Good, because I got 30 of them, and uh, I figured we just get going rapid fire right off the bat, or are we going to get to one of our sponsors first?
1: Well, I really have great improv skills here, so a lot of people are going to get to see that <laughs> on display. Um, I am famed for that. Jimmy, sports are coming back, obviously, so you're going to need something to eat, probably. While you're watching some sports on TV, uh, yes. you can... You can get some righteous felon craft jerky that you can eat. The same meat snack that the Eagles do. Uh, you can go to righteousfelon.com, of course, and use discount code BGN15. That's BGN15 at checkout for 15% off orders of $50 or more. It's the perfect snack to watch. You get the Phillies starting up today, Jimmy. Uh, we're recording this on Friday, July 24th. The Sixers about to scrimmage here in a couple hours. I think the Flyers uh have like a scrimmage or something on Sunday. So uh it's coming back and then uh Eagles football hopefully will be back soon in some form at some point. Yeah, I haven't been paying attention to uh
2: the NBA super closely. Who are they scrimmaging against? And this will have already happened by this time. Yeah, this is publish. great.
1: <laughs> I I I blanked. I can't remember who it is. I can't uh, okay. even But it's not against themselves. It is against another team.
2: Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, Uh, It's useless for you listeners, but anyway. So you want to just get right to it? Let's do it. Question from Mr. E. Sort of asking a negative question here, posited as a positive one. Uh, With COVID, does that help even the playing field to give a mediocre team like the Eagles – a better chance to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I guess first it, of all, do you see them as? I don't, I don't see them as mediocre. I think they're an, an
1: above-average team.
2: Would you agree there? Yeah,
1: I think they're a tier above mediocre playoff team. I mean, they, yeah. they've been in the playoffs last last three years. Especially with seven seeds now, argument could be made they got better this off too. Yeah, and and they're seven seeds, like making the playoffs is a l- yes. a, a lower bar <laughs> than it's been. Um, does COVID help them? um because they're i mean so yes yeah, so i don't really agree with the the premise that they're mediocre um i think the extra playoff seed helps them i think the fact that we've been talking about basically since this started um you know they have the continuity in yeah. terms of the same coaching staff although they are going to be implementing some new offensive ideas so i kind of wonder about that um but yeah i i think they're i think mean, they're a, i think you look at Doug Peterson and any time the Eagles have had to deal with adversity he's pretty much led them through it so like <laughs> you know I think he is the track record where you feel good about him.
2: Yeah, I mean, not only is there continuity, but Doug's also an awesome coach. And I think uh, Jim Schwartz sometimes doesn't get the credit that he deserves. I think he's uh, top quarter of the league uh, defensive coordinator. And, you know, like you said, as we've mentioned throughout the entirety of the offseason, you have your head coach, defensive coordinator, and starting quarterback all coming back for their fifth season with the team. And that's a major advantage over the rest of the division. I mean, you look at the Cowboys, they're coming back with a new head coach and uh, a quarterback who has been in place for a while, but is going to have, you know, sort of this, well, his contract is set. Like <laughs> there's no, there's, there's no, there's no turning back from like what his pay is going to be this year. Like it's not going to change, but there, that does come with a, a distraction. And then of course, Washington, you got a new head coach. You got all kinds of stuff going on. Like Non football wise, and then the Giants. You know, you have a new uh, a new staff there entirely as well, and, and a second year quarterback, second year quarterback for, for uh, the Washington team too. So yeah, I think they do have the Washington uh, football team. The Washington football team, yes. <laughs> Excuse me, well yeah, they. Uh, I think they have a major advantage uh, over those three teams in in that aspect. So yes, I I do think it does give a quote unquote mediocre team like the Eagles a better chance to win the Super Bowl. Next question. Question from at Calatasitis I've hmm. seen I've, I see him pop up uh, every now and again. I never know how to pronounce it. Kalatsisaitis, I think. Anyway, who is your top candidate for a breakout season on the defensive side of the ball?
1: Avante Maddox to me. Although, again, I it's kind of even – like it's tough for me to consider a breakout because I kind of felt like he already did break out as a rookie. We kind of took a step back last year. Yes. And I guess you could say it's a breakout, though, because he's going to be at outside corner. And I am remaining – Firm on this position that Avante Maddox is going to be the player that like people mistakenly think Sidney Jones is going to be this year. Like Everyone, for some reason, is discounting what happened at the end of the last year in terms of not the big plays Sidney Jones made, but like him being inactive, basically. Right, And I, I don't think they're giving enough uh, credence to how the coaches trusted Avante Maddox, and that's going to carry over. And I think he's going to be in position to win that starting job, especially with Training Camp Limited. I think he's going to be in good spot to keep that. And he's going to have some bad moments because he's short and he has short arms, and that's just not the most ideal setup for a short corner in the outside. But I think he has great ball skills. He's athletic, and the fact that Darius Slay is going to be presumably covering the other team's number one should make make life easier on Maddox. So I like Avante Maddox a lot. I think he's really tough. I think he's smart. Uh, I think he's the guy. Yeah, like I think we did a
2: actually we did an
1: episode on this or a segment
2: in one of the episodes. Uh, I had Barnett. So <laughs> I have Derek Barnett as my breakout guy. Question from me, as long as we're going to do the uh, defensive breakouts on the
1: defensive side of the ball, how about the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball? Who you got there? I mean, you can't say Miles Sanders. Like, I've seen some articles about Yeah, that, that like doesn't Miles count. Sanders, he broke out like, last year. He already he broke was out awesome so last like, year. Yeah, like that That one doesn't count. He already broke um, out. Yeah. Okay. So who am I looking at here? Uh, I mean, uh, I'm going to say Jalen Rager. I'm going to say Jalen Rager because just the opportunity is there. You know, I don't know what my confidence level is in him reaching his ceiling is, but I think he does have a high ceiling. I've said before, I think he has legitimate superstar potential. Now, I doesn't, I don't know if he'll deliver on that fully, but I think the ceiling is there, and I think the opportunity will ultimately be there, especially because Deshaun could get hurt. And basically, the Eagles need Jalen Rager to be good. So, I mean, he basically like, better be a breakout player for them. I'm going to go Isaac Sayamalo. Hmm.
2: He had a good year last year. I mean, he had that. He had that one game week two against the Falcons where it's one of the worst games I've ever seen an offensive lineman play. Like when I went back and watched it, and uh, thereafter he was good the rest of the year. I think he's going to put together a full, good, good to great season in twenty twenty. I really do believe that. I think he's. Uh, confident now and i think he's uh i think he's ready to go
1: i want to add there that jason kelsey said something about him this offseason that he feels like some is underrated he said that kind of like unprompted okay. i felt like he kind of just threw that out there and you know that's a teammate saying a nice thing about another teammate but i feel like you know kelsey's not always like the biggest BSer. it's just i don't it felt to me like genuine it felt like he was trying to give isaac some props so i don't think go. he
2: gives false praise
1: yeah yeah i'm with you there
2: all right question from dream weaver Brandon, can you please repeat the following five words? Person, woman, man, camera, TV.
1: Person, woman, man, camera, TV.
2: Very good. All right. Question from Dazlow. What major improvement do you think we will see in Carson Wentz's game this season? It has to be It's a tough one on the podcast form because that one requires a little bit of thought, I think. But well, let me see what yeah, you come up with.
1: I'm so knowledgeable that's not really that big of a deal for me, Jimmy, here. Uh, I've I've actually thought about this before, and uh, and I think I was looking back at his fumbles and you know, he had sixteen last year, and that was yeah. the most he's ever had. It was also no, no he also did play sixteen games last year, which is the most he's played since his rookie season when he had fourteen. But he had nine in two thousand seventeen and thirteen games, and then he had nine in two thousand eighteen. Uh, In 11 games, so I just feel I feel like the fumbles can get better, and that well they have to. First of all, they have to, and I I feel like they can. Like I I feel like you know 16 and 16 games last year. I think he can do better than that, and I think he will do better than that. I would I would set hmm, maybe like set the over under. What would you take, Jimmy? If I gave you the over under for 10.5, what would you take? I'd go under. Okay, that'd be good.
2: It's still a lot.
1: lot. Yeah, like 10. It's still
2: a lot. And keep in mind, like, some of that's a little bit luck. So, like, if Kelsey fires a snapback that hits the ground before it even gets to him, that counts as a fumble for Wentz. Mm -hmm. You know, his fumbles were—he had plenty of legitimate fumbles last year. I'm not, you know, dismissing his fumbles or anything like that. But, yeah, I had written down here next to that question, uh, fumbles. So, Mm -hmm. like—and I also think uh, Wentz is kind of, like, whenever he's kind of focused on something that he wants to get better at, he's done it. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember earlier in his career— his issue was kind of sailing the ball. He, he was always throwing high. It was kind of like the reverse of McNabb where McNabb always threw the worm burners and went threw them high. And I always kind of joke like they could just kind of – they could combine forces. They could put the ball like right on the money all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he – uh, you don't see that anymore. You don't really see him sailing balls over, over guys' heads like, like he did earlier in his career. And that was a, a function of, you know, fixing his mechanics and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I do think uh, he is cognizant of the number of fumbles that he had. I mean, of course, he's he got to ask about it all last year. So I think he's cognizant of it. And I think he will be active in trying to fix that. All right. Question from Ryan K. This is another over-under here. We, we, I had a similar question for this. But Jalen Hurts, when, when we did our over-under podcast. Jalen Hurts, 0.5 starts.
1: Take the under just because, you know, Carson's the starter. I think a lot of his injuries, a number of his injuries have been due to bad luck more than this uh, systemic kind of injury-prone factor. And I think Sudfeld's the number two. And I just think it's going to be so hard for Hurts to really get up to speed in the shortened off season. What about you, Jimmy? Do you think Sudfeld will be the number two? I will go under two. But do,
2: follow up question: Do you think Sudfeld will be the number two? Because I agree, he's the number two to start the season. Will they flip flop at any point during the season? Will Sudfeld become
1: the three and Hurts become the two? I, it totally depends. Like if Wentz is out for a long time and the season is lost, like obviously, why are you playing Sudfeld at that point? Like late right. in the year, and you know you're, it's just a bad team. Or if Sudfeld struggles and then gets benched. You know that's also possible. Um, But if it's a short-term injury – Let's just say Wentz stays healthy the entire Uh year. Do do they get flip-flopped at any point?
2: Like does Hertz show like during practice or whatever throughout the season that he's just clearly better and they flip-flop him?
1: Yeah, I think that's possible by later in the season. It's possible. All right. Uh, Well, do yes or no?
2: I'm going to put you on the record
1: here. uh, Does it happen? Yes. Yes.
2: Okay. (laughs) I think I agree a uh, question from Phil Milligan better i mean he was a second round pick he better be the number 2 by the end of the year yeah
1: mhm yeah
2: question from Phil Milligan who will be starting quarterback for the eagles in 2022 Carson Wentz yeah agreed we move on from that
1: question can from... i try I add a quick thing in here jimmy you brought up the hurts thing and him being a second round pick uh roto world did a the nfl general manager rankings patrick Daugherty did them Daugherty love roto pat um, yeah, always really good rankings, both head coach and GM. So worth your time. Did an article with your nation about it. I feel like I was just when I was going through this, I was thinking to myself, man, like when you really think about it, like a number of key Roseman draft picks this year have like big questions to answer. Like Andre Dillard, is he going to be your franchise left tackle? Is JJ Ortega Whiteside anything? Is Derek Barnett more than just like a fine starter? Is he worth an extension? Um, can Jalen Rager make an instant impact? And, like, if the answer to this, all these questions are no, and your 2020 second round pick is just like collecting dust as a third string quarterback, like, geez, not a great look. Yeah. Anyway, for sure. <laughs> of
2: those guys, who do you think will, so at the end of the year, of those guys you mentioned, how many of those guys will Eagles fans, how
1: many, how many of those guys
2: can Eagles fans feel good about?
1: Uh, Let's I go one Barnett... by one. Dillard, yes or no? Uh, Nah, no, not like bona fide good. <laughs> Rager. Yes.
2: Arthego Whiteside. No. Uh, Barnett.
1: Yes. Who else? hurts No. It? Hertz. No. Okay.
2: Well, maybe. I mean, even if he doesn't play, maybe. Mm-hmm. See, that's the problem with no preseason this year. Like that. Mm-hmm. Would, that would have been like one good reason. to well, actually, that's in a question there. We'll we'll hold off on that. Uh, okay. Question from me again. Repeat <laughs> that five word series
1: from before. Woman man person tv camera camera tv <laughs> i don't remember yeah <laughs> i'm not i'm clearly not it was
2: person woman man camera tv you are not yeah, as smart know. as donald trump all right well uh <laughs> if that's anything we can take away from this podcast there we go question from michael Kist. would you ever grip a
1: stick of butter with your bare hand would i or have
2: i would you um, that's how he phrased it is that an inside joke by the way or is that just a weird question
1: I don't know. It could be. I feel like yeah. I feel like this is a very like dangerous slash loaded question coming. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like Kiss is trying to set me up for some kind of trap here.
2: Well, he 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 just that's what he replied in the Twitter mm. to to my Twitter question. I mean, why not? Well, there's no. I wouldn't. Why? Why would you? There's no reason to. Well, what if I needed to? Like what? What scenario would you need to grab? A I don't know. Just you it, know. I just I, you know. You never know. So you're saying in a situation where you needed to, you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. All right. I can agree with that. All right. Question from Matt Grumbrecht.
1: Good friend of the pod and loyal listener for a long time.
2: Yes. Which rookie offensive addition has the highest chance of making an immediate impact considering the lack of OTAs in preseason games?
1: Uh, you, you answer first, Jimmy.
2: Well, that the easy answer is Rager, but uh, mm-hmm. if I'm going to go beyond that, I think uh, Driscoll Jack Driscoll, mm. fourth-round offensive lineman, uh, could have uh, you know a legit role this year because mm-hmm. there's a chance that he'll be back. Well, I mean, he might be the, the backup at right tackle uh, and left guard, which actually just lines up with what he played in college at UMass and uh, Auburn. Auburn, right tackle, UMass, left guard. Um, you look at the other spots, like Pryor is the backup at right guard. At center, the backup is... I don't know Herbig maybe, and then left tackle. Your backup is either going to be JP or um, Jordan Mailata. So yeah, th- I mean those would be the spots either left guard or right tackle in my opinion where Driscoll would fill in. I don't think you're playing prior at left tackle because that requires him to switch sides. So that would be my guy would be uh, Driscoll because if you know one of two guys gets hurt, he's in. He's right in there.
1: Yeah, I don't think the rookie receivers. Uh, beyond Rager, have a really great chance of contributing much at all this year. By the way, Jimmy, did you know John Hightower is older than Derek Barnett?
2: I did. <laughs> I did. Isn't I actually crazy? just wrote that. I just wrote that recently. Nice. he's uh what, May, I think? Yeah. They're both twenty four. Yep. He's May and I think Barnett is April. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm off on those a month, like June and May It's like and May like and that. June. that's uh maybe some reason for optimism for uh depending on uh what do you uh see a glass half empty or half full, you either say, hey, well, that's good for Derek Barnett
1: because yeah. uh, he's still very young. Or uh, why did we draft a 24-year-old wide receiver? <laughs> I Getting back to Driscoll, though, I was thinking about this today, which is a weird thing to admit because why does this matter at all? But who do you think the Eagles' sixth offensive lineman is? You know, because in past years, it was like Big V, who was essentially yeah. like that third tight end. Uh, and then it was Dillard last year. Is it Driscoll? sixth Four. offensive lineman by committee. Is it Pryor? It depends on who who goes down. Mylada?
2: It de- it depends on who gets hurt.
1: Yeah. But I'm saying like starting lineup as is right now. I think it might be Driscoll. Well, I think it's Driscoll at two positions. I'm saying is no, this like the the that sixth offensive lineman and, like sixth offensive lineman oh, sets, I'm I saying. Understand. Well, yeah, yeah, who that comes the extra in? blocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Cuz that guy gets like usually a couple snaps a game.
2: would it be? Pri- I think it's Pryor.
1: Okay. You sure it's not Driscoll? Well, I'm just
2: hoping they say 69 is eligible. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice. Where am I? Here? All right. Question from David Bentley: Who will have better rookie stats, Jalen Rager or CD Lamb?
1: Oh, CD Lamb.
2: Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, you look at that Dallas offense, like Randall Cobb, but like 750 receiving yards last year, mm-hmm. and he actually had like 15 yards per catch from the slot, which is pretty impressive. And yeah. if we're projecting CeeDee Lamb to be better than Randall Cobb, as I am, you'd think that just by just plug him in, and he's going to be at least that. So I, I think, yeah, he's he's gonna, and and he's awesome. I mean, yeah, he's a baller. Like, there's no questions there, to answer. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no doubt that like CeeDee Lamb was higher on any any draft board than than Jalen Rager, Ewells included. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's just he's just a redo. He, he was like he was. I thought he was the best receiver in this draft, better than uh, Henry Ruggs Judy. who went before him, better than uh, uh, Jerry Judy who went before him, uh, and certainly better than you know Rager or Jefferson or whatever. So mm-hmm. he's just a, he's just an awesome player, and he's going to be trouble, I think. Yep. Yeah, how do you like that CD Lamb, Nickel, Roby Coleman
1: matchup? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just think it's funny how you know like the Eagles get Darius Slay earlier this offseason. Everyone's like, all right. <laughs> We got Amari Luke locked up now, it's <laughs> right? Like, well, now well we okay. Now, now you got
2: Gallup on Maddox, and you yeah. got uh, and you got Lamb on on NRC.
1: <laughs> I mean, I like NRC. I but, do too. Uh, I, I just think CD is just so dangerous too. After the catch, so he's just even if you cover him well, he's just gonna like find a way to like break tackles and make people miss. And yeah, all right. Well, let's take a break here, and uh, Brandon, Jimmy, uh, I want to give a shout out first of all to the listener. David? Or is it David? I can't I can't remember which one it is. I always get it wrong. So one of those two, Tomei, who actually wrote a big and thoughtful review on iTunes for BGN Radio. I can't read it here because it's so long, but I uh, just wanted to give him a special shout-out for doing that. We appreciate those ratings and reviews. Make sure you do that. And let me also tell you, Jimmy, Jimmy, sit right there while I tell you that BGN Radio is brought to you by Righteous Felon Kraft Jerky, the meat snacks that fuel your Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. Righteous, Felon, Jerky, and Snack Steaks are served at the Eagles NovaCare Complex Fueling Station, which players are now reporting to, where they can get their pre- and post-workout protein fix. If it's good enough for the Eagles, it's got to be good enough for you, too. Righteous Felon is based in Westchester, Pennsylvania. They use locally sourced, all-natural black Angus beef, and they are committed to elevating the meat snacks category with superior quality, and creative branding. You can try all the flavors, including OG Hickory, Victorious B.I.G., which I recently had, uh, again, and enjoyed it. Thought it was good. Nice peppery flavor to it. And there's a sweetness in there as well with that kind of beer That's the, that's the porter one, right? Uh, this, uh, the Storm's King Stout. Victory Brewing yeah, Storm's yeah, that one's good. King yeah, yeah. Stout. Uh, there's the Baby Blues Barbecue, the Marilyn Monroe, which I like, the Truffle of Soldier, Bourbon Franklin, Habanero Escobar, Voodoo Chili, and the newly released Val Capone Turkey Jerky. You can go to com and use the discount code BGN15. That's BGN15 at checkout to get 15% off when you order $50 or more. Again, BGN15. There's no limit on how many times you can use the discount code. So make like your favorite team and load up on the same meat snacks the Philadelphia Eagles do. Jimmy. Back after this.
3: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: Back here on BGN Radio, where we're doing a bunch of mailbags questions. Jimmy, what do you have for me next year? I'll tell
2: you what, before we get back to the mailbag. I do these TV hits occasionally on um, CBS late mm-hmm. at night on Sunday usually like after Eagles games but also during the during like the non-football season too and every yeah, time we do realize. one of them what's that I've done one you have okay so you've yeah. gotten a Hawk and Brewing Company
1: gift card mm, didn't give me anything to oh. me. <laughs> got <laughs> hosed what the heck CBS <laughs> It's uh, Andy Wheeler had you on. Uh, they might have given me something actually. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. This was 2015, <laughs> but I don't. I don't remember getting any. You gotta. Anyway. Go, you gotta. You gotta go text Wheels now and uh,
2: mm. say, yeah, where's my, where's my swag? But mm. yeah, so they like, give me these gift cards. I have like, I have a stack of them. I have like ten of them from yeah. these appearances that I have. I think they're for fifty bucks. I assume they all still work. I'll tell you what. If you rate BGN Radio. Where would they do that? iTunes, wherever else.
1: Yeah, Apple Podcast.
2: Yeah. We'll pick one at random, and Five uh, stars. I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you one of these gift cards. It's either for twenty-five bucks wow. or fifty bucks to Konchak and Brewing Company. Again, awesome. like I live in, I live in South Jersey, and there's four locations. that are kind of like all over PA, uh, Philly area. And I, I like I I can't get to them, so like you know I'm not gonna drive out there to drink or have like lunch or something like that and drive all the way back. So I'll send you. Fifty dollars or twenty five, whatever it is, gift card to there, and uh, again, like I said, we'll pick one at random. Uh, review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Good? Not even a
1: sponsor, Jimmy. Just doing. Not a nice even a sponsor. Yeah, on the All spot right. too. Like, nice. this wasn't planned.
2: Anyway, uh, next question. Where were we? CD Lamb. Uh, okay, yeah, this is actually the wide receiver portion of the uh, of the Q and A. How many wide receivers make the roster? And who will they be?
1: I think it's six. I think it is De- – uh, uh, so I'm going to put Alshon Jeffrey on PP, to be clear. Right. So he's I not counting towards your sex, right? Yeah. I think that's pretty safe to assume. Yes. Um, I don't think it's cheating. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Greg Ward, that's four. Yep. Um, I'm going to put John Hightower in there. And then I'm also going to have Marquise Goodwin in there. I think Goodwin is a key – player that the Eagles are going to want to keep around in, in the sense of he's a veteran and they don't kind of have a lot of that. It's a lot of young guys in there. And uh, Doug specifically mentioned his leadership they're going to lean on after the draft. And I think Goodwin is also important insurance if either or both Deshawn goes down or Rager can't contribute right away. I think mean, he's just too important of an insurance piece, even though like he's not a sure bet. But I just think they should keep him around. And so that means I have Quez Watkins not making it. Yeah, I was going to say, no Quez? No Quez.
2: I have Quez in, so I have seven. I have all your okay. guys, but, but also Quez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they're going to cut a uh, rookie draft pick. Especially, mm-hmm. you know, I actually think like... What about Tool Hill? I, I actually think the shortened offseason could help a guy like that gets drafted but doesn't play well. I think that could help those guys. And specifically guys that get drafted but don't play
1: well during training camp. Because they're going to go, well, he didn't have enough time to show what he can do. And they're not going to cut him. Well, they could be, yeah, but another team could be like teams might not be as prone to claiming players this year. Cause like, how are they going to get that guy up to speed when they barely have their own players up to speed?
2: Well, that, that also, but yeah, also they're going to want to keep their own guys. So like for the same reason, like they're not going to want to cut, they're not going to want to like reach out, like branch out and grab other players from other teams because they won't, they won't know for sure what guys on their own roster just flat out suck. Mm-hmm. Right. So like they won't have enough time to evaluate the potentially sucky players. And I think they'll, they'll, teams are going to be more apt to just stick with their own – you know, sign their own guys to their practice squad. Okay.
3: Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
2: But, yeah, I have Quest on. I actually like Quest a little more than Hightower, personally. Mm. The Eagles were kind of up in the air on those two guys. So, when they yeah. picked Hightower, they were choosing between Hightower and Watkins, and they, they took Hightower. And then, uh, actually, in between those – drafting those two guys, they took uh, um, Sean Bradley, Bradley. – and uh, when when they came back up on, on in the sixth round again, Watkins was still there. So they're like, "Yeah, oh, screw it. Let's just take both of them." <laughs> so that's that's partly why they ended up with uh you know, in addition to taking a lot of shots on these speed guys and hoping that you know one of them pans out. That's also the reason why it was because they're just like, "Yeah, oh, screw it. We'll just take both of them because they're both there." Anyway, uh, question from again, Mr. E. He snuck two in here somehow. Wow. Oops. Uh, should the Eagles IR Alshon Jeffrey? and signed to Owens?
1: I was thinking about this <laughs> with TO in the news. Not this specific situation, but I, I'm pretty sure the Eagles would have been better off signing TO than Jordan Matthews last year. Like, I think <laughs> I legitimately believe TO could have contributed more on the field. I, I really believe that. I honestly yeah, believe I wouldn't
2: that. I wouldn't argue that. Well you've always been a Jordan Matthews hater
1: though. Well that's not I don't <laughs> hate J Matt as much as like I just think his numbers don't reflect I'm just the but actually you're is.
2: you're a big Jordan Matthews proponent. Like you love Jordan Matthews as a rookie, right? Yeah, he was fun to watch in that those first uh, chip training camps mm-hmm. because they were all very high energy, and he was like the highest energy of uh, of anyone on the team. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that annoyed some players, actually, like <laughs> him Let's running on hard, yards yeah. after, after every yeah. catch. That would annoy me, I think. But yeah, ever since
1: then, he's kind of uh, you've you've uh, you soured on him progressively as the years went along. I I want to give myself a lot of credit for that. I mean, that's what you know. People really enjoy is someone just giving themselves a lot of credit like that. But yeah. but I, I wrote a piece before the 2000 again. No one cares. I wrote a piece before the 2017 season that was like the problem with using stats to defend Jordan Matthews. And this was when he was you know like a lot of people still thought he was going to be the starting slot receiver. And a lot of people that year, I remember going into that year, thought he was going to be like even better than ever because the Eagles have Alshon now and Torrey Smith, and they're going to like attention off Jordan Matthews, and yeah. he's going to be great. Nope. Hasn't really even been in the league significantly since then.
2: Yeah, trade-over Darbs. Question from Matt. Uh, looking ahead, and he prefaced this for some reason by noting that he did a seven-round mock draft on thedraftnetwork.com. Great. Uh, uh, ben Solak, of course, of thedraftnetwork.com mm-hmm. and BGN. Uh Is wide receiver still the biggest need on the team after
1: this year? Is it the biggest need? It's up there. It has to be. I mean— Sean's not back, potentially. Oshan's a- definitely not back. Right. I mean, we don't know what like our I think a white side could be nothing. <laughs> like we don't that's a huge year for him. Um, you know, obviously Rager's a long term piece. Greg Ward could be like nothing or not any kind of thing that would prevent you from drafting one. So yeah, they still have a lot of long term issues there. H- Hightower and Watkins are no short things to work out. Good ones on a one year deal. That's a huge need. Yeah, I think
2: uh the only way it's not
1: is if you see some kind of breakout
2: season from JJ, mm-hmm. and who's who's counting on that? But if JJ does break out, it's not totally out of the possibility. If he does break out, you have him, and and that also assumes Rager shows something too. If him and Rager, yeah. that's a starting point, and then you have the two other receivers that you drafted. Um, you know, maybe all you need is a slot guy, and maybe that's Greg Ward or it's somebody else. So you know that that and that's in that scenario, it's certainly not your biggest need. I would put pass rusher up there, too. I was just
1: going to say, it might be edge rusher, yeah. Because Especially what... BG's getting old. Really, either way, honestly. Yeah, either way, you're right. I
2: mean, again, the uh, another scenario there where maybe it's not as if Josh Sweat breaks out in some way. Hmm. Uh, I don't know who's predicting that. I think he's actually okay uh, as a rotational guy, but I don't know if I'd want Josh... I, I wouldn't be hitching my wagon to... Even if Josh Sweat is good, I wouldn't be hitching my wagon to him because... He's got a long injury history going back mm. to high school and college. Not so much in the pros. Um, uh, he did go on IR one year, but he says that was no big deal. It was more about them just <laughs> needing that roster spot. Anyway, uh, yeah, I would put edge Rusher probably a little bit ahead of wide receiver right now. Also, just because of the importance of the position, too.
1: Yeah, sweats contract is also up after next season, so yeah. like, all, all the more reason to think about the future. What's Question next? Question
2: from Mass Eagle. And I guess this requires a, a a question from me first. Did you listen to Bo Shiel and Zach's, yeah, uh, Lurie course. draft? Who won the draft? I still did. Birds with friends, by the way, did a draft. Of, just to explain this of the Jeffrey Lurie era, Eagles. So this is going was that 1996 to present day. They did it. They did how many rounds was that? Like 25 something like that. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened to part one of that where I think they got to like round 11 or 12 or somewhere around there. They basically just drafted an offensive team, a defensive team, and a few extra supporting players and head coaches and coordinators and stuff like that. So
1: anyway, uh Bowe, I got to go with Sheil. He has Carson Wentz. He has Andy Reid. He has Dawkins. I think his defense was like really modern. I think I liked it the most. Now, he has like Big V at left tackle, which is probably, his, you know, obviously his weakest point. But I don't know. It wasn't bad. I think... I think it's probably Shield Bow and then Zach. Sorry, Zach, but Zach loaded up on the trenches. He reached for some picks. He took Trey Thomas, who love Trey Thomas, friend of the show. But he took him like pretty early. He also took uh, Kevin Curtis at one point. Oh, and and Jordan Matthews is like one of his starting receivers, and he was using the stats defense, which is just like no, you can't use that. Like stop. Anyway,
2: I didn't get that far, but my my analysis of that like it's, I had my mind made up pretty quickly. Like like in that first episode, Shield Shield won because. For me, there are two quarterbacks that you want to get out of that draft it's Wentz and McNabb. Mm-hmm. I think there's a pretty big drop-off from there. And then there's two head coaches that you want in Doug or Andy. And then after yeah. that, it's a huge drop-off to whoever's next. So he got one of each of them, which meant that Bo and Zach were going to have to settle for something lesser at each of those two spots. So as soon as he got one of each of those guys, it was like, okay, that's o- it's over. He's just got to... He's just got to go conservative the rest of the way, and he's got it on lock. Yeah. All right, question from Daniel M. The Eagles were a few well-thrown, dropped catches away from winning multiple games, much Hmm. like in 2016. Did the Eagles lose a disproportionate—or, I'm sorry, you said did, but it should say do. Do the Eagles lose a disproportionate number of 50-50 games?
1: In general, is this like— I think men in general, or maybe um, we can maybe um, let's apply let's just, let, let's apply it to 2019. Yeah, well, I was going to say this is how I want to answer the question. So that's all that matters, loyal <laughs> listeners, is how <laughs> okay. I, I want to interpret your question. I think the Eagles were impacted at such a high rate. Last year, in terms of high leverage plays, any kind of stats that would show you that, like, oh, actually, Dak Prescott had more drops than Carson Wentz had to deal with, like, that's yeah. that's like okay, who cares? Like, some of those are probably like, you know, it's like <laughs> right. first and ten, and it's like a, a two yard a pass, little and, bubble screen yeah. on on like, who, second like, and one. Yeah, not all drops are created equal. I think the magnitude of the dropped passes and mistakes the Eagles suffered last year was like unsustainably. Like, catastrophic in terms of the, uh, the, like, the, the, these are super high leverage plays. Like, I think it would be very hard for that to happen again. And to answer this question to the best of my ability, I think, yes, last year, like, they, they did have a lot of bad luck there. I don't think it'll continue. So I'm looking at the 50 50 games here. Losses, Atlanta, absolutely,
2: an Aguilar drop probably cost them that game. Lions, yep. JJ drop, what absolutely cost them that game. Patriots. Uh, Aguilar. Aguilar had a chance to make a play on the ball in the back of the end zone. Didn't make it. If he makes that catch, they're probably just... I, I would assume Doug probably... Because they were down seven. I assume Doug kicks the extra point, do you think? Mm-hmm. And they go to overtime? Probably. Or do you think he goes for two?
1: Probably goes for one.
2: Yeah, because at that point in the season, like their defense was balling. Uh-huh. Uh, Seattle. That was a close game, but... No, they so that, that, that that was garbage time they scored at the end of that game. So that wasn't a mm-hmm. 50-50 game. Dolphins. Zach Ertz had a huge drop in that game. they probably yeah. win the game if Zach Ertz doesn't drop a touchdown in that game. Yeah, or there was like a he, really he – They would have at least been inside the five. It was on fourth down. They would have at least been – or was it – no, 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 no. It was third down. They would have been at least inside the five, and instead they kicked a field goal, but he missed, <laughs> and uh-huh. Jake missed. So uh, that was a huge, huge play. So, yeah, yep. I mean there's four games really that – there's three three games that I think they, guys make catches, they win. And then a fourth, maybe they win. When I look at the yeah. other way, so like that Washington game where they had to come back. Week 15. Week 15, Carson fumbles.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's like, and, you know, Washington recovered. They should have won that game at that point. The Eagles should not have won that game after he fumbled. But they got the ball back and then they went down for a drive and scored.
1: Yeah. So so they some won one fifty
2: fifty 50 game and they lost, by my count, like three of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess there is maybe a small disproportionate number of... Uh, is that an oxymoron, small disproportionate? Anyway. No. I think they did lose more of those 50-50 games than they won last year. Next nice question. All right. Uh, question from Will. Will we see fewer trades during training camp this year as a result yes. of COVID? I agree. Yeah. Yes. They always make like these back of the roster moves. Like yeah. Rudy Ford, Bruce Hector. I don't think we'll see that. Uh, Alright, question from or you guys. Oh, that the one
1: last year. Um oh, I, I, Bruce Heckler. <laughs> oh,
2: that's right. For uh Casey Tucker, was it? No, 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 no. no. It was the uh, UDFA. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yep. Good call. Anyway. Question from Enigma Solutions. Who would eat 30 bagged lunches?
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I don't, <laughs> I'm missing the reference or something. There's
2: a there's a definitive answer to this actually there's two answers
1: okay you tell Uh, me
2: who would eat 30 bagged lunches that damn sasquatch brandon
1: i don't this is beyond me (laughs) have you not watched billy madison like 30 times no i haven't watched it once how i don't watch movies man how (laughs) wait what you've never seen billy madison i've never seen it have you seen like happy gilmore uh yeah parts of it probably Oh my god, wait, you don't just you just don't watch movies at all? Philly, like I don't watch a ton of movies.
2: Now never watching Billy Madison seems crazy to me. That was like ninety five I'd say. I was born ninety one. Yeah, okay. So that's like probably right in your wheelhouse. Like that's something you know, people your age mm. I assume like watch over and over when they're ten. I watched it over and over again when I was in like high school and college. Never heard of it. <laughs>
1: Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, Are you I can't serious? Tell you that I, I can't tell you that it came to mind when you, I mean, I've, obviously I've heard of it before, like, <laughs> but I, I couldn't even think who was in it when you said it. I was like, I, I don't know. My, my head almost
2: just exploded when you said I'd never heard of it.
1: So, <laughs> do you know who's in it? Yeah, I looked it up, Adam Sandler. Okay. I couldn't think of that off the
2: top of my head. <laughs> oh my God. All right, well, we're going to have to dive into this at some later date. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there's this old lady, and she goes, "No, no, no." The teacher ritual. goes, "The teacher goes." They're on a field trip, and all the bag lunches are gone. She goes, "Who would eat thirty bags of lunches?" <laughs> and this old lady's there, like she's like giving the tour of the place that they're that they're visiting. She, goes, "I'll tell you who it was. That damn sasquatch <laughs> had to be there." Yeah, and then it cuts to uh, uh, Norm Macdonald and uh, Chris Farley, who's the bus driver. And they're eating all the lunches in the in the bus or outside the bus. Hmm. This is, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I can continue. You seem devastated. <laughs> I really am. All right. Uh, question from Michael McDonald. Uh, Given COVID, how will training camp be different for reporters? That's probably a question we should both answer
1: here. Yeah. Why don't you start, Jimmy? Yeah. So you've the, you the knowledge.
2: Yeah. So. It's uh, gonna be wildly different, of course. I mean, we're not gonna be able to interview anyone face to face. so that's all out. Any interview that we had before or there being a locker room or on the field after practice, that's all gone. Uh, that's that's good thing for me because then I won't be like I won't have these ridiculous looking faces in the back, like in the background of like guys getting interviewed and Les Bowen taking pictures of me. So that's out. That's good for my brand. But we won't have that. We won't have, I guess some teams around the league will still have like head coach at the podium sessions. We won't. So Philly isn't going to have that. That's fine. I don't care about that. We'll probably just have Zoom. We will Not probably. We will have Zoom meetings like we've had uh, throughout the offseason. I think they've been, I mean, they're not ideal, I guess, but they're, they've been fine. As far as actually watching practices, we will have that, but training camp is going to look totally different this year than it has in the past. So you know, rookies are there. They've I guess they started getting tested and uh, you know, they're getting physicals and stuff like that. Then there will be a strength and condi- and and th- actually the vets will show up eventually too. Although I don't know how that's going to be impacted by the ongoing talks between the NFL and the NFL PA on exactly how this season is going to go and training camp's going to go and all the things that they still got to work out. So all this is subject to change by the way, but there'll be a, st- a strength and conditioning uh, period for, you know, about a week and then uh, they'll ramp up with, they'll, they'll put helmets on uh, for about a week. And then uh, a week later, they'll, they'll you know, be in full pads and they, they'll practice in pads. But that won't be until about like, I would say about three weeks into camp. So without, with and it looks like there's going to be, it's almost certain now that there's going to be no preseason games, unfortunately for the, for Eagles fans and fans around the league. You guys are almost going to totally have to re- rely on our practice notes. So, what, if you're those who, if you're among those who like to read those, then great. We love you guys. Keep clicking, keep reading. Think they're pretty good sometimes. Other times, we're you know we misfire on guys we think are going to be good or bad or whatever. For those of you who are like, I don't like that stuff. Well, too bad because there's no <laughs> preseason games. And you have nowhere else to turn. Beep. Got him, uh, Jimmy.
1: I have a question for you. Yes. What is your ad read? Brandon. Brandon. Yes, to me. Did you know that Kristen and Stephanie
2: Roach of Roach Realtors boast over 50 years of combined experience in, the real estate, in real estate sales? If you're looking to rent or buy a home, they are dedicated to listening intently and matching individuals and families with the home and neighborhood that best fit their needs. They're expert negotiators who know the market trends and get you the best price possible. If you're looking to sell your home, Kristen and Stephanie understand that their buyers more than ever doing the bulk of their searching for a new home online. That's why it's paramount that your listing pops off the screen and grabs buyers' attention. They employ professional photographers, including drone photography, for overhead shots. And they are experts in interior and exterior design. They can help stage your home. And I actually help them write their home descriptions when uh, you first list your, your house with them. So check out Kristen and Stephanie's reviews on Zillow.com. You won't find a single bad review, like literally across the board. They have all five-star reviews, not a single four-star review or blow uh, on a healthy number of reviews at that. So for a free consultation or market analysis of your home, call or text Kristen at 856-906-9295. Again, that's 856-906-9295 or go to roachreelservice.com or just email me and I'll pass it along. My email is jimmy at phillyvoice.com. Brandon?
1: Just like Mike Francesca francesa retiring for the third time in a year or two or whatever we will be back after this back here on bgn radio episode 129 for our final segment jimmy let's let's roll through these questions yeah okay all
2: right so uh question from christopher norris will jordan finally play this year no no not a snap over under 0.5 snaps under wow i'm gonna go over i think he does get in this year uh question from dark and that might not necessarily on the eagles anywhere i'm going over one zero point five. question from dark and stormy am i the only one who is completely bummed that the preseason has been canceled it may be the only time you would get to see the eagles second round pick play are you bummed I, by,
1: more, more generally speaking are you just bummed about no preseason of course i like preseason games it's I fun do too. like yeah. it's part of making the 53 man roster now with that said there's absolutely a time and like it's about like 12 minutes remaining in like any preseason game 12 minutes in the third quarter i'm like oh my god there's still like 25 <laughs> minutes of game or 20 whatever 15 <laughs> minutes, ago, yeah. <laughs> whatever you yeah, have game time in this game still um but you know the the good to me outweighs the bad i know fans obviously fans shouldn't care about it for a lot of it cuz it's it's a waste of your time you can probably be doing better things but as someone who does spend all their time on the Eagles. For me, I will miss it, yes.
2: Okay. Uh question from Conan. Assuming the rosters are trimmed down to eighty players, mm-hmm. who are the remaining seven players who will be cut?
1: Yeah, so obviously you're looking at guys who. I mean, it's kind of interesting who they've gone with already. A little bit. I mean, in the sense of like, I thought Trevor Williams actually had like a like he. I thought he was kind of like a dark horse guy who might actually be able to make the team. Mm-hmm. But you know, the coaches they're just they're not going to have time to kind of work with those guys as much as much as they kind of need to prepare the starters and whatnot. So do you have a list here, Jimmy? Well, I, I already answered one? this in a mailbag. So yeah, uh, first of
2: all, three guys are you're not going to have to cut them because. Brandon Brooks hasn't been put on IR yet, so he'll go on IR. Jeffrey, as we mentioned before, will probably go on pop, And mm-hmm. Deshaun Hall will probably go on pop. So they're really going to have to cut four guys. Okay. Do you, who, do you, do you have any thoughts on your – I mean, that's something you got to like look at a depth chart to
1: do. You can be looking at like uh, – I'm going to put Manessa Bailey in there, the wide receiver, who got like, okay. the smallest signing bonus from the Eagles undrafted rookie free agent. Um, I could also – Put a, a Prince Smith in there, cornerback, who received one of the smaller signing bonuses. Uh, Arisa, Elijah Riley could like be in the mix for that too. You're oh, the he's man. an army guy too. That's not cool. Uh, well, look, I mean, uh, <laughs> Albert Huggins. You know, like you know these. these I, I of had things. Huggins in there. So I had Huggins, mm-hmm. uh, Casey Tucker, your boy Michael Jackson. Casey Tucker, yeah. And uh, what did I say? Uh, what. what?
2: What I, did I did I say Casey Tucker?
1: No, I forgot. I, I was like, yeah, I was yes, I was agreeing with you. I forgot or did I say you. Ross yes. Tucker. No, Ross Tucker, who was on the podcast this week, <laughs> by the way. Go listen to that okay. episode if you haven't. Yeah, and I have Michael Jukat, and I had Shelton Gibson, because you know you already okay. know what I had. Yeah, like him, or like maybe even a um, uh, what's the, Marcus Green? Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Brandon. Where is the best place that
2: you've ever surfed?
1: I've never surfed. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big ocean fan. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It used to be when I was little. uh, Don't really love going in anymore. Especially because I'm kind of a guy who I feel like I kind of, in general, not always, but I kind of just like a day trip at the beach sometimes. More than an actual, you know, kind of putting out the money to stay there for a while. Just, you know, go down for the day. And I don't want to get all like wet and stuff if I have to drive back that same day. And I don't have like somewhere, like a beach house to kind of shower off at and everything. And kind of change and get dry. So... Not really a big water guy. I don't really need to learn how to swim anyway because I'm just tall. So yeah, you can just stand wherever you go. Like you can be in
2: the middle of the ocean. And you can yes, stand.
1: correct. So I don't surf. What about you, Jimmy?
2: I've only really been to three places. So the Jersey Shore, which I'll just I'll just refer to that as all encapsulating Jersey Shore, Costa Rica, which was awesome, and uh, Portugal. So I was at a place called uh, what's it called uh, fifty miles or so. South of uh, Nazare, have you ever heard of Nazare before? No. Have you ever seen like those clips of like those like like those eighty foot waves that people are surfing? They actually got to be towed onto the wave with a with like a jet ski. I've seen a video of that on YouTube. Yeah, so I, where I went was like you know forty fifty miles south of there, and that was the year that the Eagles played in uh, Jacksonville in London. So they had the bye the week after. So. I knew I was going to go to some kind of city while I was there. do you know that like flights in Europe they're like 50 bucks from city to city out there it's no. crazy like I was looking around to see like hey as long as I'm out here I'll check something out flights are like 50 bucks so like I flew from London to Lisbon and then uh and I got a got a taxi to the to the shore there and like I was out surfing there and it was like it was like 12 feet, <laughs> which is uh I mean, if you, if you don't if you don't surf, let's just say like that's humongous for like mm. this area. Like it just doesn't happen in New Jersey. And I was just way in over my head. And, like it was it was bad. Like it was pretty embarrassing too because there was actually people like that were out there that like could surf that stuff. It was bad. Like I tried to catch a few, and it was like it was it was very scary when I was out there. Wow. So that was not Portugal wasn't was more like holy crap more than it was fun. But Costa Rica is perfect. Like it was just nice, clean, and it's you know it's super nice there weather-wise. So I would go with that. All right. Uh, question from Big Wins: Who do you think will be this year's Josina Snitch?
1: As in terms of like the reporter <laughs> who's getting it, or like, no, the no, no, person no, no. who's doing it? No, Who
2: talks to Josina this year?
1: Well, I mean, I think that's uh, what he meant. Can I just go with the player who's done it the past two years? Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, that's,
2: that was going to be my answer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Question from. Uh, I don't know what this means. Nationalize Amazon. That's the person's uh, handle. Anyway, which seven, I think we I think you answered this before. And this is going to be all you because you're you're more the sixer guy. But which sixer
1: would be the best NFL player? I mean, I would love to see Joel Embiid here, like do something. I mean, obviously injuries. Field goal block team? Could block a field goal. I mean, look, here's, here's how I feel about this, Jimmy. When I would play flag football growing up, I feel like I wouldn't get enough targets. Maybe I was, you know, kind of like T.O. of my flag football team here, like because I would have a guy who was like, it doesn't matter if that guy is faster than me than whatever. Like when I'm in the red zone, just, just throw, throw it, it high. up, like, I'm, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I'm gonna get it, like lob it to me. Don't throw me a bullet either. Like literally, just lob it up to me, and I will catch it over anyone. Like, I don't yeah. care. Like I'm, I'm way taller than every anyone I'm playing with, um, or at least I'm at, at the very least. If I'm not way taller, I'm definitely at least significantly taller. So, yeah, so I would like to see Joel Embiid in there. You know, red. Now, the Eagles don't really need a red zone guy. They're already pretty good down there. Yeah. But uh, Joel Embiid is also my favorite player on the Sixers. So I would love to see him play for the Eagles as well, even though he's a Packers fan.
2: Okay. In a future episode, we'll we'll let you change your answer if you want to. All right, okay. question from Chris Carball. Does Boston Scott finish the season with more rushing or passing yards? I think he meant receiving, receiving. yards. So we'll say receiving yards.
1: Um, I'm gonna say receiving. Yeah, you know what?
2: I meant to look this up
1: without even context. looking at that for context. Uh, so he had 245 rushing last year, and he had 204. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna say I'm still gonna say receiving.
2: Yeah, because he only got those rushing yards because you know Miles Sanders went yards time in there. Yeah, I think I might be with you on that. I think he has more mm-hmm. receiving yards too, and like I think the best attribute of his game is is. Is, in,
1: is on screens. I agree. And I think he's going to be using the Sproles kind of role. And Sproles had more receiving yards than rushing yards in most of his seasons with the Eagles here. Yeah. He sounds right. Without yeah. looking. <laughs> yep. I'm looking I, at it and it is right.
2: Question from Joey DeLuca. What's the best thing you have eaten at a game?
1: Oh, Buffalo mac and cheese. Not even a question. Um, at the Eagles? Yeah. Your, your coworker, Jimmy. Matt Mullen, mm-hmm. uh, and this is obviously counting press box too. Um, I actually, I've never been to an Eagles game uh, like regular season as just like a fan. Really, like never, you've never like been yeah. in the stadium? Nope. Uh, I mean, I've like been in the like stadium. the stands. I've gone to the preseason games, but I've never been to a regular season game. Really? Uh, we're talking about yeah, if we're talking about <laughs> stadium food, learning well, we're you know, learning
2: a lot about Brandon in this episode. No, Billy Madison <laughs> never watched a real game in the stands. Well, look, you, you know, Jumia. did you watch any of the link or not the link? The
1: uh, uh, the vet. No, I went to the vet for a Phillies game when I was too young to even remember. Right. Okay. Um, but I would say crab fries for in in stadium. I love crab fries. I think you think they're overrated or something.
2: I so um, it's not. Yeah, so I do think they're overrated. It's more like uh, I like them. The first like ten to fifteen they eat, or like you're like, oh, these are good, and you're
1: excited about them, and then you just get sick of them thereafter. Not me. I love them, and then. First, press box, it's definitely the Buffalo Mac and Cheese. Matt Mullen, your coworker, and I experienced that. I believe it was like that I think it was the last game of the Eagles season in 2016. So it was on New Year's Day, if I'm not mm. mistaken. Okay. And I think that's the last time they've ever had it. It was so good. And Really? Yeah, it's just it was, they might have had it once last year. I don't know. It's remember, funny you
2: mentioned that so because good. like I have mac and cheese on as mine. It was I have it like I had it as the MVP of my uh Uh, 2019 2020 press box
1: food spread
2: reviews it's called heaven and hell mac and cheese i don't know what that means but it's the best mac and cheese i've ever eaten
1: and this is from where cowboys this is
2: this is the cowboys so the rest i'll just run very quickly i'll just run down my whole uh all pro team from the from last year cowboys smoked chipotle with a black garlic strip loin I'm sorry, wait. Cowboys smoked chipotle and black garlic stripling. Yeah, that, that thing was awesome. The bill. Have you ever had beef on Weck? No. So that was in Buffalo. That's like roast beef, like sliced really thin, and it's like covered in augeot. It was ridiculously good. I almost I almost didn't get a picture of it because I ate it so fast. Uh, Cowboys salted pretzel bites so- stuffed with sausage. Simple but awesome. Packers cheese curds were good. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles soft pretzels are just kind of like – I mean they're just awesome every year. I think they, I always they, grab two. At their least. press their press box food spread has declined over time. Yes. But how many how many how many Eagles soft pretzels would you estimate you've had in your life?
1: I usually like you said, I usually have two, at least two per game. So and I've been covering the team in the press box since two thousand thirteen. So over under forty nine point five. And then are we counting training camp too? Because they usually have them for the. training But they camp have the practices. bougie ones for
2: those though, like they're the oh, the, the, true. Indi-
1: the individually wrapped ones.
2: Then they're not yeah, like true. the real ones. Yeah, so a lot over under forty nine point five. Over. All right. Falcons jerk chicken. Vikings ice cream bar. Giants cheese. Did you go to the Giants game last year? Do you go to Giants games? No,
1: usually not. All right.
2: Their cheese ravioli. You missed their giant their cheese ravioli with pesto sauce and meatballs. They were good. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings oddly. You wouldn't expect this from them, but they're they had tequinos. <laughs> like I would expect that maybe from like a southern like a southwest team. Well, mm. not all the way up in Minnesota, but these taquinos were outstanding. So anyway, uh, that wraps up the Pressbox All-Star Game. All Star Team. From our friend yes. Jack Despu. And this is a weird question. All right. Intrigued me. How would you rank the thirteen colonies? As shapes, as in your favorite shape of each of them as they look as a state now.
1: Hmm. I like this question a lot. Oh, <laughs> I do too. I'm a big, big fan of the uh, colonial U.S. history. Really? So, uh, yeah, I, I like it. Uh, you know, kind of. I just feel like kind of grew up around that area anyway. Um, you got like the Battle of Trenton to me. You got Washington Crossing, like things that were close to me growing up that I could just visit. I just thought that was always cool. Obviously, Philly has a lot of history. I just I like it, something about it. So, have you seen Hamilton, by the way, Jimmy? I have not. I have I, no. I, been meaning to. You got to watch. I'm not even like a huge musical guy, but I love the colonial history, and I think it's it is really well done. Obviously, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people who are listening to this have probably already seen it. If you haven't though, and you want to see it, you should see it. If you haven't, because it's good, and I think your daughter would probably like it too. I think it's fun. Um, okay. uh, so the 13 colonies,
2: um, and to, and to note, so like the uh, I guess Virginia was. God. Virginia included yeah. West Virginia.
1: Right. So if you want to choose West Virginia, I'll, let, I'll allow that. This is really, really tough. I don't think I can rank all 13. Like, that's going to take No, forever. no,
2: no, no. Just your favorite one.
1: Did oh, he say rank them? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. He did say him. rank them. Yeah. We're not ranking them. Just pick that's, your favorite one. It's going to take like
2: 30 <laughs> minutes on. doing that. Come on, Jack. That's ridiculous.
0: <laughs>
1: um, hmm. I think New Jersey. Okay. I'm going to go biased. South Carolina. Hmm.
2: Looks like a diamond. It
1: does. All you right. got a least favorite Maryland. Come on, this is all over the place. What are you doing? Yeah, it is kind of all over the place. I think Virginia is interesting because it has that little—I uh, forget what they call that—that that little part under Maryland. Maryland there on the. I always thought that was interesting gr- growing up. The fact that oh, Virginia yeah, has that, that little, yeah, 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 yeah. right. A I, name for that thing that I can't think of.
2: I experienced the, the peninsula. I guess, but is that it? I don't yeah. think that's. I don't think that's what you're going for. But, but yeah, I just drove down there on the way to the Outer Banks last
1: month. It is the Virginia Peninsula, yeah.
2: It is, okay. All right. I
1: think. No, it's not. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so,
2: question from me. Yeah. Any final thoughts?
1: Uh, you know, just keep keep it tuned in here to Bleeding Green Nation and BGN Radio and Philly Voice as we make do and try to figure out what's going on with the Eagles. Hopefully, we'll have those training camp notes to you sooner than later. Uh, until then, we will we will have plenty of Eagles coverage, whether it is there are practices or football or not. So you can always subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And again, appreciate all the support that you've given us through the offseason. Hopefully, again, it's just not that much longer uh, before we have to have real things to talk about. In the meantime, though, again, while you're watching these sports that are coming back, I just want to say that you can get some righteous felon craft jerky and you can do it by using discount code BGN. Fifteen BGN 15 at checkout to get 15% off when you order $50 or more. So good deal. Go do it. Jimmy, what about you? For the love of God, watch Billy Madison already. Okay. <laughs> I'll do That's it. all I got. Alrighty. Well, we'll see you next time here on BGN Radio. Goodbye, everybody. BGN.